And I ran, I ran so far away. I thought you were going to jump into, and I, I <laughs> will always love you. Are we, are we listening to Endless Love right now? No. <laughs> uh, that was the song they play in uh, Happy Gilmore, right? And the ice rink? Yes. Yeah. Are we listening to Endless Love right now? Um, all right. Welcome to the Sweat the Small Stuff podcast, everybody. Uh, Where the only thing us. that never ends, other than love, yes. is sports uh, news. <laughs> I'm going to have to leave in our little preamble now about the uh, the Endless Love. Can't chop that up too hard. Uh, <laughs> hopefully it, uh, it, it's a smooth transition from uh, JR Beats Out the Mud our normal intro music uh, into Smooth Endless Love. with a V. Smooth. Yeah. Our, acoustic, uh, our acoustic set for uh, Endless Love there. Uh, but anyway, hey everybody, this is Ethan with uh, the Sweat the Small Stuff podcast. I'm joined here today with my co-host TJ. And uh, as always, TJ, let's just open this up. How are you doing, buddy? How's it going? How's life? Life is good. I am... I'm running again. Whoa! And, uh, I I ran I ran four clean miles on Monday, and uh, I tried to run again on Tuesday, and my calves were just not having it. And uh, that's when I realized it's time to get a new pair of running shoes because these are the same shoes, Ethan, that I ran that half marathon in with you oh, yeah. uh, over a year ago. These yeah, are the same was, shoes. That was pre-pandemic. That was 2019. Yeah. No, I. I've read, uh, I've read that some, I mean, people who have more money than me, they swap their shoes out like every 300 miles. Yeah. Um, I'm probably getting like closer to 800 oh. miles per pair. No, no uh, I don't need that. These, these ones, there's not a lot of tread left on them. So it's time to get some new shoes. Yeah. And uh, there's just something, I don't know, it's, it's exciting. It's like you, you put on that new pair of shoes. I feel like every time I get a new pair of shoes, I'm like, it's time to set a new personal record, like a new personal best. That's some good work, bud. Uh, yeah. I I approve. Um, I'm happy for you. That's a uh, that's big. That's big. All accounts, running, new shoes. Those are some. Uh, yeah, man. But yeah, you I'm trying to step. Trying to run away from some of this softness I've developed over the pandemic. Uh, uh, don't I was talking that, to man. some coworkers today, and they were like, I was like, pipes. yeah, you know, and. Uh, they're like, no, you don't. You don't say that you like gained a bunch of weight, but like everybody just got a little softer. And I was like, I kind of like that. You know, I did get a little, little softer. Ah, uh, man, those uh, those Rob Lowe commercials—they're sinking in over there, man. That pandemic poundage. That's what I remember. Oh, um, oh, yeah, flex on him. Uh, no, man, you're looking, you're looking fresh. You're looking tight. You're looking clean. You know, you're talking about running some clean miles, man. I, you know, you could fool me. I thought you were running some dirty miles. You're looking, you look like it's the, the pain is equating to some gain, my friend. Um, That's the idea. And, and you know who's, uh, you, you know who's been gaining? Julio, Julio Jones, uh, our boy, uh, wide receiver, formerly, formerly a wide receiver of the Atlanta Falcons of the National Football League. Uh, Julio has flown the coop, and uh, he is now a Tennessee Titan. Tennessee Titan, TJ. How are you? This is the National Football League you're referring to. This is man, just uh, like was advertised on Rob Lowe's hat 
in that uh, one playoff game from like two years ago when there are fans in the stands. I know you know what I'm talking about. I'm just trying. I know to what you're more. talking about. I'm trying to get some more Rob Lowe mentions in this podcast. I all can't possible. hear Rob Lowe without thinking like the two words raw, like R-A-W, and then blow, like B-L-O-W. Is this some So every talk? time anybody says Rob Lowe, I think Rob Lowe. How, I'm not how, thinking Rob who are Lowe. You associating with Rob that's Lowe. discussing Rob Lowe. It's just the way the synapses in my mind are connecting the sounds that are coming in. The stimuli are coming in as Rob Lowe, but what is coming and processing is Rob Lowe. Uh, man, you know, I know it's in the middle of summer, but it sounds like you got a bit of a blizzard happening over there in your corner, my friend. Uh, but anyway. Let's move out of that uh, that speculation. We are in Oregon. It's totally legal. No worries. Um, hey. It is decriminalized. That's decriminalized. It's legal. I don't know. I'm not a legal expert. Um, but you know who is a legal expert? <laughs> no. We won't transition that to that, that was, just That yet. was a decent one. I don't know. No, I know. I know. I know. I know. We got some more legal talk coming up here. But uh, I want to I wanna ruminate on this, uh, this Julio no- news for a second. You're not uh, a legal eagle. But somebody who used to also be a bird, Julio Jones, formerly a Falcon. <laughs> yeah. A Titan. He's a Titan, man. He's going to wear the number two. Uh, I guess uh, it, when he was on the, the, the Falcons, I think he was wearing number 11. Is that right? And he was like, one plus one equals two. And I think A.J. Brown, uh, Titans wide receiver, incumbent wide receiver, he was already there. Uh, he was rocking that number and he was going to give it up. He's going to give up his number. Give up number 11. Papa Julio is apparently AJ Brown's hero, um, which blows me away that like Julio, I don't see him as that old. He's like 32 or something. I'm, I'm approaching the the 30s myself. And so I see him as a, a contemporary, you know, we're in the same age bracket. He's a he's a millennial. Uh, I'm a millennial. Um, but these Gen Zers, man, they're popping up and they're looking up to us. A.J. Brown was born in 1997. Ah, oh, man. So, you know, I guess that's that's like, uh, you know, front end of Gen Z, right? They're the elder statesmen of the generation Tide Pod. Um, but anyway, apparently he idolized Julio uh, when he was coming up in, uh, in, in football. And he, uh, he was just like, I'm going to give it up, man. You can take the number. I don't want anything. I don't want to watch. I don't want a car. I just want to see you happy. And Julio's just like, whoa. Well, back it up, brother. You know, I just want us. I just want us to be happy. You keep your number, and I'll be number two. And we're going to rock this all the way to a Super Bowl. So we'll see if that pans out. But it's all looking uh, its all looking like Gravy Train Central out in, and, in and Tennessee. And the Titans just become, uh, I mean, I don't know, front runner for, you know, a potential Super Bowl run. But, like, this... Maybe, this, is, man. this bolsters Maybe. their team that didn't really have like a lot of weaknesses per se and just adds like a massive strength. You know, they got a crazy offense. I'm not sure I could really name anybody on their defense if you uh, if you pestered me about it right now. But uh, Ryan Tannehill, you know, he's got no excuses and uh, he didn't have any really before. I mean, they've been doing pretty OK, but every year it's just like, I don't know about this Ryan Tannehill guy who was last year a fluke. And it's just like, oh, you know, he's probably not a fluke. But uh, now, you know, he's got to get over that hump. He's got to get through the playoffs. It's not happening anymore uh, where they're like, all right, we're getting through the divisional round. And then it's sayonara so long. Uh, You know, Derrick Henry, he's a beast, but he's not getting any younger. 
you know, AJ Brown, he's he's good. He's great. Uh, Julio coming in, that's 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 pretty good. That's pretty good. But he's still, like I said, you know, he's in his early 30s, and he's been injured. I think he had some foot stuff going on last year. Nothing kinky, but I think he had an injured foot last year. Uh, and not to say that there wasn't potential for kinky. I mean, I don't know what he does not or does not do in the bedroom. I mean, we all know what Odell Beckham does, right? But uh, you know, what can I say? Uh, he had an injured foot, and we'll leave it at that. Um, but anyway. So we're hoping that Julio's healthy. We're hoping that this all goes well for him in uh, in Tennessee. Hoping they're not pussyfooting around. Oh, look at that coming in hot. Um, but yeah, that's our big NFL news for this the is week. Hot as feet. This is uh, he's he's doing the two step, man. He's shaking things up. There's some dirty dancing going on in Nashville, and right. uh, they're so dancing. They, they, their team just took a step in the right direction. There we go. There we go. Um, and uh, it's step up to the streets. the streets. Yes, the streets of Nashville. Uh, it's a music city. Uh, <laughs> it's a music city classic. I don't know where I'm going with that one. Uh, but there's uh, there's some crazy shit going on in Tennessee, and we're here for it, man. Let's uh, let's let's get going. I'm the AFC is wide open. Anything can happen. Anything is possible. And uh, I would not mind seeing the Titans uh, going deep going deep in the playoffs this year i don't really know i mean you got the chiefs out there i mean they, they've been going deep they've been they could go deeper they they could absolutely go deeper i want to see them go deeper there is a finite level of depth they could reach i'm tired That's of what they're hoping the to reach they're hoping there. to go for finality you're tired of seeing the chiefs yeah i mean it's just every year with those uh those ketchup uniforms man like uh, it's like uh this is the the Chiefs won their first playoff game in like twelve years, like three years ago. <laughs> Is that right? I don't know. I'm, I'm so tired of these Chiefs. Uh, Mahomes, so this Mahomes, that. Years. Where, where's Ryan Tannehill's State Farm commercial? That's what I want to know. You know. I wonder if he has any like advertisements. You know what I mean? I, like Derek I Carr has those weird like local. He's got to have some local. You know, like. Nashville come to Johnny's music store to pick up a guitar and try to sound like Elvis. I, I don't know. There's got to be something like that for him. Um, Tannehill's timekeepers, you know, we'll have them selling watches. I'm, I'm not sure. We can we can come up with something for, for a ride. Tannehill's guy. tanning oils. There we go. Knock on wood if you're with me. Hey, or, hey everybody. Maybe um, get like a, like a hiking boot sponsorship, like making a mountain. Out of a mole, Tannehill. <laughs> We're gonna workshop that one. Uh, at least the tagline. I too think. many, too many, uh, you know, too long. Too many, uh, too many words. Too many word sounds. You know, too many word sounds. Uh, but anyway. Go. That's our that's our big NFL news. We got Julio in a, in a Titans uniform, and uh, we're all happy for him. I hope everything uh, works out for him up there. And uh, it seems like the Falcons are reeling. I'm not sure, but uh, I, I, I don't see them improving through this deal where they get a second round pick in, in return, which is the same return they got for trading Mohamed Sanu a couple of years ago to the Patriots and very different levels of wide receivers. Again, different climate, you know, different off season, but yeah, it seems like the Falcons like were not managing their money very well. Um, like they wouldn't be able to afford paying Julio and all the rookies. They just like picked up. Whose whose fault is that? Whose fault? That seems like some poor front office management there. Because Julio is like, 
yeah, got to be like top three best player of all time with the Falcons, right? You know, you got like, I guess Matt Ryan, number one, maybe. Like, I know they had Deion Sanders back in the day for a stint, but otherwise, I can't really name any Atlanta Falcons, you know, like Julio. Julio was their guy. He was. They let him, they let him go for a second. You know? And now he's a Titan. Shame, shame. Um, but yeah, that's our Julio knows. That was like supposed to be a five minute corner, and I think we did like 15. But uh, hey, we're just riffing. We're just riffing. Here we are. You know, we're just having a good time. Uh, you know who's having a bad time, though? Ezekiel Elliott, man. He is doing his best out there in, in Texas, trying to stay clean. You know, he's had a rough, rough go a couple of years back. I mean, this past year, I think he kept his nose clean legally for the most part. Just had a poor season running the football with that weekend offensive line down in Dallas. Um, but, but, TJ, he's he's getting dragged back into some legal drama uh, Ezekiel Elliott has been sued. Uh, someone's filed a lawsuit against our guy uh, for a dog attack. Apparently, not the first time Ezekiel Elliott has been sued over a dog attack with this dog. I guess a year or so ago, uh, his Rottweiler uh, was on the loose. And I have some sympathies. I am a dog owner myself. And early on in my my time as a dog owner, um, my my beautiful dog, Bonnie, uh, she got away from me. She went on the run for a few hours. It took a while to track her down. Found her near a local uh, showgirl estab- establishment. Um, but an exotic dancing establishment? An exotic dancing establishment. It's well known here in the area. And uh, Bonnie was just uh, trying to trying to join the trade, I guess. But on her way, um, yeah, someone tried to stop her for me. And I think uh, she, you know, she, she got him a little bit. Didn't break the skin or anything, but it could have. It could have been bad. And I would have been on the hook for that. You know, that's kind of what one of the responsibilities you take when you when you foster or adopt a dog. And um, Ezekiel Elliott, he took that responsibility as well. He uh, he apparently has faced some of the same uh, troubles that I have. And he let a dog go previously on the loose by accident. You, guys are peers. you and Ezekiel Elliott, you know, when We're you talk about same. Ethan, you have to bring up Ezekiel Elliott. We're two the dog same owners, guy. two people just making their way in the world. Just two athletes in the prime of our lives, you know, and I don't think you've peaked yet, man. You got a little ways to go. I'm in the best shape of my life. That's not true. (laughs) I've gotten a little softer in this Illustrated actually did just drop an article uh, about how uh, Dak Prescott has is quoted as saying that Zeke is in the best shape of his life. Oh, my God. That's a that's amazing. Uh, That's a trope. Uh, listeners at home, uh, if you ever hear someone's in the best shape of their life, uh, that means they're coming off a bad year and they are just trying to stay relevant. Um, but anyway, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, he is he's staying relevant right now just uh, for all the wrong reasons. And apparently his dog, uh, he got into it again with somebody else. Uh, this time Zeke was being more responsible. He didn't let his dog on the loose. He was actually trying to bore his dog while he was away doing something, maybe going to an Airbnb for the weekend. I don't know. I'm not involved in those discussions with him, uh, even though we are obviously BFFs. But uh, Zeke had to, for some reason or another, board his dog. And during the process, apparently uh, one of the employees of said dog boarding establishment, they took out the Rottweiler to do his business and the, the, the dog turned around, jumped on this guy, and bit him. And that's all the details we really have other than the man has turned around and filed suit uh, against uh, 
Zakiel Elliott. And here we are. Um, but primarily, I wanted to bring this story up for not so much the case, but the representation, TJ. Uh, our, the representation, you say? The the attorney that God, you know, uh, God help us. I hope we never get sued. But if we ever did, I want this man representing us. I want Franklin Salzano. Frankie Z. Uh, All sizzles. Salad finger Salzano. Salad finger Salzano. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. This man has represented Ezekiel Elliott in all of his cases in the past. I can't believe it. I think we were talking about this guy when we were uh, doing our fantasy football podcast for a, a closed circuit audience a couple of years ago. And I did not, I, I hoped that he would someday find his way back into. You know, into our rundowns and our our scripts here when we're going through uh, our news topics of the day. But I didn't I didn't think that it would come up again uh, relatively so soon. And uh, but this is this is Zeke's this is Zeke's guy. He's got him on retainer. Obviously, he's his, uh you know he's probably doing his will. He's probably representing his mom, his 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 siblings. You know, uh, he's probably setting up. Uh, his prenups and his trusts and and whatnot, man. You know, Salzano, he's got his fingers everywhere. You know, he's, he's, as, he's leaving as somebody who works in the legal field, uh, that that seems like too much for one guy to handle. To be honest. Uh, <laughs> but if there was one man off. capable of pulling it all off, it's Frankie's Frankie. salad finger Salzano. Hashtag Frankie's going to get him. But that's all you need to know about that. That's our NFL corner closing it out with Frankie. Knock on wood if you're with me. All right. Well, that's our that's our NFL news. Uh, otherwise, I guess a boxing match happened this weekend. TJ, I don't know if you're aware of it. Uh, somebody named aware. somebody named Floyd Mayweather uh, was fighting the famous uh, Logan Paul, the YouTuber, the sensation, the social, the social media, media dark. sensation. Uh, yeah, Jake Paul and uh, Floyd Mayweather, the goat, pretty boy Floyd, aka Money Mayweather, they got it on. In an exhibition fight on Showtime, uh, it occurred in Miami, Florida, and uh, I mean, you know, it was, it was an all right, it was an all right exhibition. I watched it. Uh, it was on Sunday night, which was a bit odd, you know. But uh, hey, I was maxing, chillaxing, all cool at home, you know. I cracked a frosty one, and uh, you know, oh, I, I watched some uh, some blows, you know, happen between a couple of guys. Now, I will say, if you could, if you had to describe these blows, would you say they were raw? <laughs> that's a good callback uh, i appreciate that if i had to describe these blows uh ask you know first you have to ask me from what side because they're very different if you're asking me what uh logan paul's blows looked like i would say they were uh labored and uh they were they were thrown with uh with hev- heavily thrown without a lot of momentum behind them the dude looked exhausted once we hit round three it looks like he blew his load during the first two rounds just trying to to crack floyd's defenses and then you know from there we were just watching like a 200 pound man lumbering around trying to lay on top of floyd mayweather and just hug him to death yeah um we i had texted you about this uh exhibition and you'd I had asked you, and you pointed out and confirmed. As I, I, I think I've just been way too jaded about this type of stuff. Like, 
I don't know who who do I think I'm supposed to be? Like I'm some some big defender of like boxing as a sport. Like I'm I'm some kind of protector of of its integrity. And I'm uh-huh. I'm not. I should just be looking at this from a fan perspective. And my fan perspective of this exhibition fight is that it definitely happened. Um it it was fine. I think it was just fine. Um Everybody, I think, was excited about the idea, perhaps the chance that Floyd Mayweather, who is several years retired at this point, uh, 30 plus pounds lighter, 20 plus years older, uh, just maybe this was an opportunity for people to see uh, Jake Paul get knocked out or on the flip side. Uh, for those Jake Paul believers, they thought maybe there's a chance he could pull this off because it was a recipe for success for all the reasons I just listed. Uh, the youth, the weight, um, the height. However, um, it, it was fine. There's a lot of, a lot of clinching. Uh, Jake Paul ran out of gas basically after the first round. Um, there's a clip uh, I mean, there's a million clips, of course, but uh, that right at the last like 30 or so seconds of the first round, Jake Paul was just unleashing a flurry of punches uh, that looked like somebody was just button mashing like all of the buttons because they don't know any of the fight controls in a new fighting game. Like if you played Tekken with somebody who's never played Tekken before and they're just button mashing, it just that's what looked like Jake Paul was doing. He was it was a flurry of blows. None of them were landing. Very few of them were landing with any force. Lo- uh, Logan Floyd Paul. Mayweather, who was I think the you're throwing most in famous, snake. like def- Logan shit. Sorry, the <laughs> the Paul, the Paul of it all. The Paul of it all. The Paul element was was throwing uh, his weight around. But Floyd Mayweather is is one of the greatest defensive boxers of all time. Uh, had no trouble just going on the defensive during that uh, 15 to 20 second run. And really, there wasn't much crazy excitement after that. Uh, they both got a few good hits in. There was a lot of a lot of hugging, a lot of clinching, and uh, it went all eight rounds, and it it was fine. All right. Well, it, you know, I, I wouldn't say that you're particularly jaded. I mean, I'd say that you had probably the more the more popular opinion of uh, sports fans overall. I'd say since this fight happened, I, I, I've been hearing everywhere. Oh my God! What is boxing come to that we're allowing this to be the the event of the year? And it's like, hey, you know what? The dudes bring they bring in a pay per view audience, man. They're they're there to make money and they're succeeding. Hey, people are spending the money on it. Let it happen. That's my viewpoint. They I are think- succeeding because of the state of boxing right now. Um, we've we've talked about it almost every time we talk about boxing. There are too many boxing governing bodies. There's nobody forcing the big fights that anybody wants to see. Uh, people can just hang back, take the easy fights, um, and nobody's really worried so much anymore about their their legacy, so to speak. And Floyd Mayweather is is the picture boy for for an that's athlete like that. And uh, that's just the state of boxing. That's why these things are happening the way that they are. Too many belts, too many governing bodies. It needs to be streamlined. It needs to be simplified. We need right. to get the people who are at the top ready to fight each other. 
Look, I mean, I think I think we are seeing a little bit of that in at least some instances. And, and in our last like but... two pods, we talked about uh, Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua's fight sure. falling through. You want to know that... why that is? Hey. Because there's too many governing bodies in boxing, and they're not on the same page. Look, I get that. I get that. But we do have... Uh, you that know, we was have, the fight of the year. Yeah, we, we have Saul Alvarez going up against Errol Spence coming up here. And, and he's going against the grain because he's seeking these fights out. And you know and what? I'm not he, saying he, he, he can isn't. get ducked. But there's... Uh, he doesn't... There's no mandatory fight. Like, if he wants to unify the belts, he basically has to sweeten the pot and throw a bunch of money around because there's no... There's there's no obligation on the other on on the other half. Like uh, Canelo can say that he wants to fight this guy until the cows come home, but that guy he he he, he can just say no. I should I should uh, clarify because I I mixed up a couple of fights. I mixed up uh, Alvarez with my second example. Uh, so Saul Canelo is uh, he just fought Billy Joe Saunders. You know we'll say that was one where he was finding a top guy a belt holder that was undefeated and, and taking him out. And then we also have uh, Pacquiao. Pacquiao is fighting Errol Spence. That one's for legacy. That one's going to be huge. That one's coming in August. Uh, yes, you know, our heavyweight unification championship of the world fell through, and and TJ Boxing is is always going to disappoint you, yes, with this current format. But I think... But well, I I'm think... going to be less jaded. I'm going to look at it from just yeah. like, you know what? I want to see fights happen when they can happen. And this, and it brought just, money sh- in. They were good cards. Like the undercard was all right as well. I wish we had more electric personalities in boxing. I think that would help more. I need more Ryan Garcias that are going to be fighting at an excellent level and also have the cockiness that the Pauls bring to social media and things like that. I feel like Ryan Garcia was maybe our best hope of finding a good median, and he still probably will be. Uh, He's just taking taking some time away from the sport at the moment to deal with some personal issues. Um, See, but hopefully comes back. I think, I think that has, that's definitely part of it. I, I won't say that uh, electrifying personalities, you know, they definitely bring people in, but uh, I think there are plenty of electric personalities. I think the issue is that they're not going head to head with the other big personalities. The fighters that are winning big are not fighting other winning big fighters. They're fighting, would-be's up-and-comers and has-beens they're not the the big guys aren't going head-to-head and i think that's the problem all right well let's uh let's bookmark this for next week's podcast when we have the same <laughs> i am not done complaining <laughs> about this we'll find just, out next uh, time yeah this is tj becoming less jaded everybody yeah uh, i promise this is the less jaded version of my attempt at this this is uh yeah no and that's that's awesome you know we're improving every day uh nba news we are we are in the midst of the playoffs people nba and nhl we're in the semifinals at this point uh things are getting spicy and uh unfortunately though in the midst of all that spice we lost our hometown portland team the portland trailblazers fell out of it uh we lost our series to the denver nuggets uh falling to uh, the recently crowned most valuable player of this season, uh, Jokic, the Joker, uh, Nikola Jokic, I believe uh, is his name. And uh, that r- big rotund man just dominated and uh, took us out. And, you know, 
sadly, I feel like you kind of want to root for the team that took your team out to, you know, just crush it the rest of the way. So you could just be like, oh, well, you know, we lost to the eventual champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it doesn't look like that might may happen because the, the Nuggets are struggling right now in their, in their semifinal series. Uh, so Currently down 2-0. Two 2-0 to, two, to, to the Suns. Yeah, man. Chris Paul. And these these are not close games. Uh, game one, Suns take it one twenty two to one hundred five. Uh, game two, which occurred yesterday, one twenty three to ninety eight. And in that game, man, that game two, Chris Paul CP three, uh, old man from the banana boat. <laughs> I think everyone's seen that banana boat photo of him, LeBron James, and uh, Dwayne Wade back in the day. Uh, Chris Paul, man, he's he's the last man standing from the banana boat crew in the playoffs this year, and he's killing it. His last game, game two that you were just referencing, I think he had 17 points and like 15 assists and just crushed it. Uh, but also, man, they got uh, some, some phenoms in their young squad. They got Devin Booker, lighten it up and deandre ayton man that guy is just having a hell of a playoff run you want to call chris paul playoff p or not chris paul who am i thinking of paul george the clippers playoff p no no man we got playoff got playoff a over here man playoff ayton this guy's crushing it uh it it really just comes down to the fact that the the suns just seem to be a more well-rounded team uh i mean the starters you're looking at uh, the second game here. I'm just looking at these stats. Uh, Michael Bridges, 16 points. DeAndre Ayton, 15 points. Devin Booker, 18 points. Chris Paul, 17 points. Torrey Craig off the bench, 10 points. Uh, you know, and then you go over to the Nuggets, and you've got uh, Jokic with 24, Michael Porter with 11, yeah. and like uh, Millsap with 11. It's steep drop off. You know, it's the significant drop off, and and that's that just highlights even more like why uh, Jokic was the MVP. He was the most valuable player because without him, uh, this this Denver Nuggets team is probably not making the playoffs. Yeah, well, uh, so we got a lot of spice happening in the the Western Conference. So it's, spicy, so spicy, so, so spicy. That's Southwestern spice, man, with the Suns right now. Uh, in the in the East, it it looks like uh, the Nets are are the team to beat. Uh, Milwaukee's trying their best. I think they won tonight to take one game. Uh, so far, the Nets were up two zero in that series. Uh, a weirdly Milwaukee... low scoring game tonight. Uh, 86 to 83 uh just must have i didn't watch it i haven't checked out any of the stats yet just must have been a weirdly defensive game yeah um and then otherwise on the east coast we got the philadelphia 76ers going up against the atlanta hawks that series is tied one to one uh i mean we're, we're most i think we're we're definitely more focused on the western conference i haven't given enough time to these east we're west teams. man we're west West Coast, best coast. Am I right? Um, but anyway, uh, I'm sure they play good basketball over there, too. I don't know. What can I say? Uh, otherwise, I hear the toilets flush in the other direction over there. Oh, OK. That's that's how they do it, huh? I knew they were they're a little funny like that. Uh, anyway, so that's our NBA news. We're keeping we're keeping our, our eyes on it. But I mean, hey, any year where the Lakers get bounced out early is pretty good by me. Good. Good. Goodbye, LeBron. Uh, sayonara, you know, didn't need you. Uh, go home, go home with uh, your arm around Unibrow Anthony Davis and uh, say hi to your kids for me, all right? 
And hey, uh, say say hi to Bugs Bunny for me. Oh my God, dude! We're, I I heard like that was how he spent the first like five minutes of his post game press conference when they got knocked out. Is just like was God. he just really trying to like hammer home like the ad space about yeah. Space Jam too? Yeah, it's just like uh, it's not a Space Jam, you know. Uh, Space Jam. I'm gonna watch it. I'll watch it. It'll yeah, probably it's... be good, and and that's fine. Yeah, yeah. LeBron's a good actor. I don't I don't have to. I'm okay to root for him as a professional actor. Uh. I don't have to be on his side, you know, for him as a player. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to say that he's not great, but uh, yeah. I'm also not going to say that it's not great watching him fail to succeed. You know, <laughs> uh, I, 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 I enjoyed watching him in Trainwreck. I thought he acted yeah. perfectly well, and he was funny. He has, he has comedic chops. Comedic timing. Um, but when you have access to all the best medical professionals and trainers and uh, facilities in the world uh, get vaccinated. That's all I want to say. Why that was our vaccination corner. Yeah. Uh, hockey. We got some <laughs> hockey. <laughs> uh, it's also the NHL. Uh, hockey. <laughs> want to hear about some hockey. Uh, our Golden Knights, man. <laughs> our Golden Knights are still in it. It's the semifinals of a Stanley Cup playoffs. And uh, the Las Vegas Golden Knights. By the time you listen to this podcast, the game will have already happened. It's true. Right now they're up 4-3 on the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, that's the score in the game on the series. They're up 3-2 at the moment. After and... falling 2-0 to the Avalanche, it looked like it was going to be a one-sided affair. But do not count the Vegas Golden Knights out because it's not over until Ethan sings. <laughs> and you know what, man? All I'm saying, all I'm saying is that when the Golden Knights get knocked out of the playoffs, the playoffs are done. That, you know, this is hockey for me at this point. I follow the Golden Knights and that's it. Fuck the other teams. They don't mean nothing to me. I am Vegas till I die. Never been there, but win, baby, win. I am all Vegas, baby. Let's go! Let's go! That's our hockey corner. The other teams don't exist. I mean, I guess they exist, but I don't know. I mean, they, they exist, but only to be crushed. By the Vegas Golden Knights. Go Knights! I I bleed gold. <laughs> and I don't do it in the daytime. Black and yellow, black and yellow. Do uh, it at night time. That's our that's our sports content, everybody. I guess we could have gone a little bit deeper into hockey, but how are you going to, man? Once you talk about the Golden Knights, there's really nothing left. We kind of covered. It's harder to go deep into hockey when you said everything else doesn't matter. <laughs> it was like, all right, this is this is the depth. These are these are the highs and the lows. These are the highs. These are the lows. These are these are the the fruits of our labor. This is the sweat of the small stuff. Um, but before the sweat of the small stuff. That's that's good. Like Thank that. you. Thank you. Before before we go, uh, we anyway, always end these. Hockey! <laughs> Other than hockey, uh, TJ, do you have anything that you want to recommend 
to the listeners uh any media any shows any books any podcasts any albums what what are you what are you doing these days how are you spending your time this almost feels like a cop-out because um and maybe i'm just projecting but i have a feeling this has probably already been watched by anybody yeah i got a feeling who's watching this is the bo burnham netflix special uh inside i am a massive bo burnham fan uh all the way back from his youtube days um i remember watching and laughing my ass off to uh you know the videos he would upload my whole family thinks i'm gay uh you know that's high school party another great one i've really enjoyed all of his specials it's Anybody who's a fan of Bo Burnham knows that he's not just like your typical stand-up comedian. He doesn't really do the whole like uh, sit behind the mic and, and talk about, you know, and, and crack jokes. He he initially just started out making funny songs on YouTube in his bedroom, and it's kind of evolved into this more cerebral type of comedy where it's it kind of makes it makes you think and he's just got this weird he's just got this style this this way of of conveying emotion and this way of like telling stories through just like a lens that I've never seen anybody even even do anything like this before but the the whole the whole shtick sh- is that uh he's he's stuck in uh a quarantine like like all of us have been and he decided to film a special completely by himself. And uh, so it's just a one-man show directed by one guy, starring one guy, uh, featuring just one one mind. And uh, it's fantastic. I like, I like that you phrase it as a one-man show because, uh, you know, I, I would not call it a stand-up special. Which No, I, it's, I would say even calling it a comedy special is almost not doing it justice it's 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 a special that's for sure yeah and it, it is special it's something it almost kind of reminded me more of like eighth grade his, the movie that he directed like he was kind of you know directing a, a one-man movie almost and i don't know like maybe movie is the wrong word because it felt like you could kind of like pick in like jump in anywhere you wanted to and and just kind of pick one of the songs and just be able to like right like white like girl each instagram part, you know each part stands up on its own but yeah. all together and in the order that he presents it also kind of gives it just another level of depth that's true man the timeline like watching his hair grow out as you go through it you know it's kind of crazy and just him like diving into his own psyche don't want to give too much away but yeah it's kind of disturbing. again it, it feels like a cop out like i i this i'm copping out but it yeah, was good, cool. and so i'm gonna recommend it if, hey, if you if you somehow yeah if you hadn't done it i would have had to you know um but i came with the backup uh in the <laughs> events that you didn't <laughs> that you didn't want to uh you know throw out Bo burnham's uh so anyway uh mine is a movie that's on hulu it's called plan b and uh it it kind of reminds me of a gen z uh super bad sort of um you know it's uh these two girls that are kind of on a, a a mission in rural America trying to find a plan B pill for this girl that, you know, hooks up with a guy at a high school party. And then, uh, you know, she's 17, her friend's 17. They're struggling getting a pharmacist to sell one of these pills to them. And they're in like the Bible belt 
And so it's tough to find anything like a Planned Parenthood around them. And so they go on this kind of crazy road trip trying to find a Plan B pill somewhere and they get into all sorts of hijinks along the way. Uh, kind of reminds me of that movie Sex Drive, just yeah. on your description. I haven't seen it, so I don't but it's check like it the out. opposite of sex drive. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess so. Uh, yeah, so uh, give it a give it a watch. It's it's really funny, and uh, kind of gives you a, a a little perspective into the the Gen Z high school point of view, um, which is I feel like there's not a lot of that out yet, and I think uh, definitely the pandemic put a pretty crazy pause on it too for that kind of media coming out. Um, so this is, a, you know, like a, the high school comedy flick for the Gen Z's and uh, at least this bracket of them that are kind of at that age group right now. You know what so, I hope Gen funny. Z does that I don't think any other generation has been able to do? What's that? Just uh, come up with better names for these generations. <laughs> this is, these are all fucking terrible. Gen Z, millennial, like. Get, get, just fuck, let's get some better, this is fucking terrible. I, I don't know, if, if I have to call a generalization about, I'm sorry for swearing, but come on, I don't know. Gen Z, it's up to you to not uh, screw over whatever the Gen Z version of the next folks that are gonna, none of this is making sense, just, just do better. Do better. Me. And for the future, I know you can. And you know what else they can do? Keep sweating. Keep sweating. <laughs> and, and hockey. <laughs> All right, that's it. Let's peace out.